Thanks for listening to the Struggle Podcast, where godly guys are on a journey to define the modern masculine. And now your host, Mr. John Ray. All right, guys. Welcome to week two of the Struggle Podcast. Uh, no fern tonight, as his wife. Uh, today was her birthday, so he's out celebrating with her. And guys, I've still yet to meet Victor. Hopefully, he'll be along here within the next few weeks to come. Uh, my name is John Ray, as always, and uh, I'll let the other two gentlemen on the podcast introduce themselves. David? How's it going? This is David Cronus, um, 45 years old, uh, married to uh, my wife, beautiful wife, Annalisa. i uh, got three kids. Um, we're just working uh, working a regular job in IT and uh, trying to be the best uh, man I can be. And Mr. Israel, how are you, sir? What's up, what's up? Um, I'm good. My name is Israel Martinez. I am 36 years old, uh, uh, married to a wonderful woman, Belinda Martinez. We've been married two years, and I work for the state. I won't say which department, <laughs> just in case people want to hit me up. <laughs> Happy to be here, man. Awesome. I want to thank everybody that tuned in to our very first podcast last week. Um, we got a few few listens, and so that was encouraging for us. Um, we've got some big plans for this as we move forward. Um, you'll see social media happening here very soon, and we're working on the format you know, to add some belt whistles, some, uh, just some things to make it sound a lot more professional than what it's really going to be. So with that being said, um, our topic tonight, I'm going to let David introduce that because uh, – he brought it to the table earlier this week specifically tonight we're going to be talking about work ethic and and how that is kind of a kind of a dying quality among among today's people especially you know young adults and and how the value of hard work is just not appreciated as much and i'll let david take it from there tell you about how all this came about sure. um you know i was having breakfast with uh, my wife uh, at, at, uh, at a local diner um, and um, it just so happened that you know I, I looked back. There's a couple of young guys working. Uh, you, know, you see, you can see they were hustling back there, uh, slinging out orders. You know, they were they were sh- short order cooks. Um, and I, you know, it was, it was a slow Saturday morning, and uh, you know, I was just kind of uh, observing and uh, waiting on our food. We, we happened to sit at the counter uh, at the diner, so uh, you know, you got full view of the uh, kitchen staff there. And just notice that, man, they, they were really hustling, really putting out those orders. It was a busy morning. Uh, and I just started thinking about that, about the, the idea that, uh, that, you know, that I think one of the, the problems with the fatherless epidemic that, you know, that we're seeing, and I'm talking specifically to the guys out there, um, is that, you know, I think one of the things that has been lost uh, among this generation uh, uh, that we're seeing within um, the fatherless epidemic um, is, is, is the value of honest work. Not only hard work, but honest work. Um, you know, there's a stigma out there, I think, of people um, who, you know, discredit the idea of, of a low-paying, low-wage job. Um, and there shouldn't be because everybody has to start somewhere. You know, I, I remember starting, I, I worked in, in high school when I was a junior in high school, um, cleaning up uh, 
the jail cells at the, the small town I worked in. You know, talking about these were drunk tanks. You know, so you're picking up uh, and cleaning up all kinds of gross stuff. Um, and so, you know, that those those things were things that, that uh, you know, I think traditionally have been have been looked at and, and taught and passed down. Uh, you know, for guys from dad. And just watching dad, watching the sacrifices uh, that dad makes, uh, his time, his effort, and his hard work, and I think that's kind of been lost. Uh, it's kind of been lost because there's, there is this stigma out there uh, of, of about work, and uh, uh, you know it's a low-paying job, it's a uh, low-wage job. To me, I think that's just part of the process. You know, we all have to. We're not going to. We're not going to move into a career. Uh, without paying our dues. Uh, do you think that this is, sorry to stop you right there, but do you think that this is a, a relatively current issue um, that millennials kind of ushered in? And I know that uh, I myself am always, you know, at, or more on that generation, and that's not fair to them. But do you think that this is a, you know, a relatively new syndrome that we're seeing where, you know, kids right out of high school expect to go to college and then jump right into a high-paying career, and they miss that opportunity to do some grunt work, to do some manual labor. Or do you think that this has been a problem that's been going on for a while now and is just making a sort of resurgence again? I think it's it's something that has happened slowly over time. Uh, I think with the change in, in the dynamics of our economy, um, you know, the idea of just because you have a college degree, you're going to jump into uh, uh, you know a high-paying, uh, high-wage job. Um, that's no longer true. And that you know, a few years ago, if you guys remember the whole Wall Street movement, uh, where you know you had these, these, uh, these young men and women who were, you know basically had a, a master's degree in their hand and weren't able to find a job. Um, it, it's kind of been that transitionary period from. You know, from a manufacturing-based economy to a service-based economy to a technology-based economy, and I think we're shifting into uh, more of a conceptual economy now. And so things right. are things are continuing to change. The, 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 uh, the dynamics of our economy of, of, of where what is valued right is changing, and it's always going to be changing. But there's right. something about no matter what the work is, there's something about learning the value honest work uh, that I think needs to be handed down. I think that the more important issue that you need to look at is that, you know, this idea of, uh, especially, you know, it's an idea that I saw growing up in a minority, primarily minority community, uh, where, you know, you were made fun of if you had to uh, work a low-wage job, uh, or not made fun of, but, you know, because the, the other side of the economy, or the other side of the of the token was that there was all these young kids out there that were doing a bunch of stuff that was illegal, uh, primarily selling drugs, you know, and, and, and making fun of these guys who were trying to earn a decent and, and, uh, a way to pay for their, their gas or pay for their, uh, you know, whatever they wanted to use their money for. Wayne, real quick, because I know when I met him, um, he, you know, his, his job at the time was literally breaking rocks. He was a concrete tester. And that to me is probably one of the most manual jobs 
that you can have, but he made a very successful living at it. And now, of course, he's been able to uh, to move up into progressions now working for the state. So I want him to weigh in on whether whether he ever felt, you know, devalued by the job that he was doing, whether you ever felt like, you know, you could be doing more, you wanted to do more, or, or whether you felt like that job you had was just a great one and, 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 and you were blessed to have it. Yeah, um, you know, uh, before moving here, uh, I was working at, a, you know, originally I'm from Brown Roof, so I worked, uh, I worked a couple of jobs over there. Nothing, uh, it was nothing major. Uh, to be honest, I was still living at home, so uh, I wasn't working at any uh, big place. I had gone to school. Uh, most I had done was uh, an associate's degree. I was working at a warehouse, and it, it was doing okay, but I, I, I did at some points you know, start to, you know, evaluate my, uh, you know, my future and, and, and career also. And uh, part of me always wanted to do, uh, you know, work in the medical field. And I know that's uh, something that will never, they'll never lose uh, customers, patients. And, right. uh, <laughs> and so um, that was kind of, that was kind of a goal in the back of my mind. Um, I also, uh, I also thought about being uh, a fire, firefighter firefighter, uh, which is actually the reason why I moved to Corpus because I knew here, um, you know, I was informed that you didn't have to have, it wasn't required to have the EMT certification or something. And because they teach all of that. Correct. And, you know, I, I applied to several places here around, around town and I was able to get I was able to move up in, in the, you know, the in application process uh, pretty good. Um, and every time I went to the interviews and, and I interviewed everyone, they would say that I did well, but they wanted me to have, they wanted me to have that certification, which I thought was interesting. Um, yeah. Just because I, you know, I, I myself kind of, I was, I guess, taking it for granted. I was like, well, you know what, I'll, let me just get my foot in the door and, and then they'll give me everything and, and that's not true. And, you know, when you mentioned uh, me working, uh, I used to work for rock engineering. I, I literally started as a, as yeah, as a field tech. And so it required a lot of early morning pours, uh, working all day, you know, running from job to job and, and, and really not, uh, not fully understanding what that uh, position would, would do for me. But I knew I had a bunch of great leaders, uh, great uh, team uh, co-workers, you know, uh, around me that, that weren't weren't afraid to, to show me. And, uh, you know, with just the, the morals and ethics that I learned from my parents, seeing them, you know, just kind of bust their butts, uh, just gave me that, uh, that sense that, hey, I got to do the same. And so uh, I try to pay attention as much as I could. And, yeah, I went from, you know, making and breaking cylinders uh, moving up in the ranks kind of uh, fairly quickly uh, within a year or two of being there. And I was still a field technician, but I was given a lot more responsibilities, learned a lot of things, and then that's made it, you know. That's the important point right there is, is, is the learning factor, too, about, um, you know, working your way up. Because what a lot of people don't realize in that process is that you're picking up a skill set that you're building, up, you're building upon. You know, and you're, you're adding value by by picking up those skill sets, you know, from the bottom up. You know, you can't just walk into uh, 
you know, walk into a job and you really know everything that's going on. You know, that's something that's, that's, that's built up over time and that value that you, you, uh, you add to yourself because you now have a skill set that is, um, you know, that is, that is being, um, being crafted to, to, to make who you are and what you, you know, it's so important that we, we look at, um, you know, working our way up as, as a way to add value to what we bring to an organization. So, yeah, man, that's, uh, I, I agree with David as far as just, uh, you know, learning that, uh, learning, learning from the ground up, man, and, and, and now kind of fast forward to being with the state and uh, it's a wonderful opportunity uh, and it's also been able to allow me to um, kind of uh, build even more on, a, you know, on my, in my personal life and, and, uh, and uh, at home, you know, now being a father, uh, has definitely also uh, made me grow and and knowing that and learning that the hard work, uh, you know, it it never fails. Yeah, this was all kind of brought to the table by a a, a, a story that's been in uh, in the news lately about a an actor, um, and, and David had brought this to us on the group group text, and that's what kind of kicked off this whole thing. So you're probably aware of it, but. For those of you listening that, that might not be aware of it, we'll let Dave introduce that and uh, and, and kind of give us what our jumping off point for this whole topic was. Yeah, it was just the, uh, the, the you know, those of us that grew up in the 80s and 90s remember the Cosby show and there was an actor, uh, or there was a character in there named Elvin. Well, that actor uh, this week, you know, uh, made the news because um, some people had, you know, kind of job shamed him because he was working at a, uh, at a grocery store as a, as a cashier. Uh, and so, you know, they posted his picture and, you know, it, it, you know, TMZ or whoever picked it up and all of a sudden it's, you know, look where he is now kind of thing. Um, but what was cool is that the, uh, the actors community out there, they actually, uh, came, came to his defense and, you know, it made national news. So it's good to to see that, uh, that there's there's no shame in uh, in actually uh, you know in working an honest job and, and, and in fact in his case I think Tyler Perry offered him a, a position uh, you know a, a job now so he, he actually got some good work out of it. Yeah, I heard that. You know, uh, one of the uh, just to kind of piggyback off of that man, I had a I remember uh, you know early on uh, you know watching sports with my dad and, and my dad was very knowledgeable about a lot of these players, even knew what some of them did off the field. Um, he would mention that, uh, like he mentioned, uh, what's his name? Uh, Steve Young, uh, from the 49ers, you know, he was a quarterback, but I found out that he was like, a on the, you know, during the off season, he was a lawyer. And I'm like, what? I'm like, this guy's a football player. He's probably making tons of money. What is he doing? Uh, you know, what is he doing as a lawyer? But, you know, it, it, that's only part of, you know, that's only, you know, so uh, a season, you know, the year. So that was yeah. to me when I first heard that. And then it just kind of put me into reality. Like, you know, these, these guys got to, they've got to find other ways, other revenues to, uh, you know, to make a living, not just, not just, you know, sports or, you know, whatever their talents are. Especially because, especially in the entertainment industry, um, when it comes to acting and, and, and musicians as well, it, just because you struck gold once and we're, and we're fortunate enough to have one opportunity does not always mean 
that you're going to have future opportunities. I mean, you look at some of the some of the one-hit wonders, yeah. the bands that had a very successful signal, and then they could never, you know, sell any music again. They're all working day jobs, and it's 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 the same thing in, in Hollywood. There are so many actors and actresses out there, talented individuals, and they may get a break here or there. He happened to, you know, he was a supporting uh, part of the supporting cast of the Cosby Show, but who knows what happened after that? He may not have ever been offered another role. And so he chose rather than to not work. And, you know, I'm sure the man has a family. So rather than not work and, and have his family suffer while he's holding on to this dream, he chose to go out there and make a living to support himself and his family. I'd say that is one of the most admirable things that I've ever heard of. He that. Had a little touch of fame. And, and, and to know that you're going to have to, you know, be recognized and have people wonder what you're doing grocery store to do that because you are a man of integrity and want to support your family i'd say that puts him above anybody out there that has anything bad to say about yeah man um the other thing too is a lot of people that derided him and and like david was saying um there's a sense of 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 entitlement i think that especially with this younger generation again, and I don't want to seem like I'm always bagging on the millennials because they, you know, they are some of the most uh, forward thinking, some of the most scientific, some of, some of the most uh, technologically advanced generations. They, they are the most techni technologically advanced generation that we have. They're a group of very smart young men and women. But the thing is, is, is I think there's this sense of entitlement that comes now where, like I was explaining in the, in the beginning, in the introduction, you have this expectation I'm going to graduate high school and then I'm going to go to college and I'm going to step right into my dream job and I'm not going to ever have to get my hands dirty, so to speak. And so it's, it's foreign to them. Like, like David was explaining, it's foreign to them to see somebody, even if they're not famous to see somebody toiling away, doing a meaningful job. And I use air quotes with that because the Bible says that in every you do it for the glory of God. So there's no menial task. There is no menial job. If you were doing it with a full heart, if you were doing it to the best of your ability. So I think that one of the things that's missing, especially in today's age, when it comes to people who shy away from the menial tasks, that they just think they're too better. You know, they're 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 better than that. They believe that they're entitled to never have to work. A regular job they're 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 entitled to go right into college and then and go right into their dream career and so appreciation for the man who goes out there and does what he can to support his family which is a sad thing let me ask you guys real quick man do you do you do you guys feel that you know us you know when we have our children and growing up and trying to trying to provide better for them um you know because we had it a certain way trying to give them better do you think that somewhere along the line there that sense of entitlement uh you know comes about yeah i think anytime uh you know anytime a generation uh, is uh reaping the benefits of the previous uh you know we, we end up uh you know, we stand on the shoulder of giants uh, generation by generation, but when we don't, um, 
example of that i'm sure you hear his son in the background a well-rounded godly man is the man that is not afraid to get his hands dirty his job doesn't stop when he comes home anybody want to add their two cents to that uh, yeah i agree man it's you know it, it, it's a balancing act like everything else and it's, it's priority so we're about uh 23 minutes um so we're right at 30 so we're going to jump it around and get everybody's Final thoughts on what we talked about, and uh, again, um, we're still in the fine-tuning process. This is only week two, so we're uh, still working on some audio quality things, and like I said, some things to just make this more appealing, competitive podcast that guys will um, want to turn into, tune into, excuse me. So look for big things happening with the Struggle Podcast coming in the weeks to come. For me, when I read this story, uh, about this actor, I felt sorry for him, I, and and I felt sorry for all the flack that he was getting and all the bad publicity because you know I was one of those guys that didn't go to college and have worked all my life and have sometimes wondered what my life would have been like if I, you know, had gone to college. And, I mean, I'm in school now, but I'm in my 40s, and I, I second guess myself a lot. Well, if I hadn't taking so much time off if I hadn't been out there in the world and not doing the things that I wasn't supposed to do and, and, and instead furthering my education, maybe I wouldn't have had to struggle so much. Maybe I wouldn't have had to work all these jobs that were just backbreaking. But what I've noticed for me is that coiling away my whole life and struggling at times and working hard work for guys that didn't appreciate it has made me, I think, a better employee. Because now when I'm presented with something that I truly love and enjoy doing and it's being offered to me by a, a company or an individual who truly values the hard work of another, it makes, it makes me appreciate it that much more. And I think that's one of the things that's going to be lacking with anybody who believes that they're too good to work a menial job. That they're never going to appreciate when they have it because they're going to... They're never going to know what it's like to not have it good at all. So, this is my two cents. Uh, Israel, if you want to go ahead and uh, bring it home with your final thoughts. Uh, man, I was trying to look for the exact quote uh, that uh, actor uh, or the character Elvin in the Cosby Show one time uh, told uh, Claire Huxtable. Uh, you know, he used to he used to annoy her with his with his uh, some of the things he would say, and so he was always it's like sassy. Yeah, and so he said one thing one time that I couldn't find the I couldn't find the uh, the 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 thing, but uh, he said something to the lines of to the effect of uh, he tells her if we look forward without uh, without ever going backwards, then we've never been anywhere at all, or something like that. And I thought. Every time I would see that clip, I would laugh because, you know, it 
in some kind of weird way, when I thought about it, it kind of made sense. But and uh, I know Claire kind of she's like, "Well, thank you for saying that." So you know, he was sporty and, and silly, and like you said, kind of a little chauvinist, but uh, male, but uh, male chauvinist. But um, I, he always, you know, it always felt like he had a good heart. You know, he was coming from a good place. And anyways, you know, having said that, um, one of the things also that. Uh, why I try to uh, why to try why I try to um, work work hard and continue to work hard not only but for my family but you know for my son uh, to in the future is because you know when when I see when I'm with my dad and I see people uh, that he knows and you know the family knows they always come up to him and they always tell him man you got some great you got some great boys you can, you got some great men right here. Um, and that brings a ton of joy to my dad. Like he just, he, he said that's what brings in the most joy is to hear people speak well about us, you know, and that means that he did, that tells him that he did a great job. And that's something that I want. I want for people to be able to go, uh, you know, to talk to, to Raz and, and tell him that, uh, that he's doing a good job and you know people to tell me you know that he's doing a good job you know kind of like you know how our father you know we're waiting for our heavenly father you know the day that he tells us you know uh good job you know i'm proud of you yeah so um I, I, it's just one of the things that i keep in mind uh daily just to um keep me motivated and uh keep on like you said keep on uh doing you know working hard and, and, and setting that tone, setting that example uh, for my family and for others, hopefully. Great, great. Thank you, Wiz. David, if you want to bring us home here. Sure, yeah. Uh, you know, on, along the same lines as Israel, you know, you know, my dad is, uh, he's 82 years old and he still gets up every morning and he still goes to, you know, opens up his flower shop and, you know, he does business. And, and uh, all my life, uh, you know, being the son of a small business owner, you know, that ethic of, uh, hey, there are no hours here. It's it's done when it's done uh, kind of um, uh, thing is uh, something that, that my parents instilled in me. Um, you know, both of them having run that flower shop and, and just having seen, seen that day in and day out and uh, and just uh, learning that work, work ethic. I'm so appreciative uh, for them because of that, you know, because they taught me that and they, and, and they, they esteem uh, the, the idea of honest work being uh, being something that is valuable, um, you know, it's just it's just awesome. Uh, it's just awesome knowing that you know, um, you know that that, that that I'm part of, of that same story, and that uh, you know I'm hoping to God that I'm raising my kids that way, and they're understanding that ethic, and and yeah, that affirmation, you know, it's so important uh, to receive. And it's the same, you know, I remember when we were, I was working, I was living in the Valley working for a group of doctors and we used to socialize quite a bit. And, you know, they came over one New Year's Eve to the house and we were just hanging out and my dad was there. And, you know, I, I saw that same sense of pride that Israel was talking about when, uh, when uh, the managing partner is there, you know, just kind of shooting the shit with my dad and just told him how appreciative, uh, appreciative he was of, of the work I was doing for him and, you know, I could tell that that that, that my dad was really, uh, you know, really honored by that. So, it, it's a it's an important an important task that fathers have uh, instilling that work ethic in their children. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So, 
So if anybody has learned anything from listening, it's that, you know, following, following scripture, everything that you do, if it's done for the glory of God, is, is great works, no matter how small the job, no matter how menial somebody else thinks it is. Um, and we all have to start somewhere. Some of us are, are fortunate enough uh, that, that we can move uh, right through our educational uh, institutions and right into our dream career. Not Most people are not that lucky. Most of us are going to have to work hard at some point in our life, and there's nothing wrong with that. It builds character. It builds strength. As Israel and David said, it makes you men that are to be honored and, and respected. So thank you for everybody for tuning in. Thank you, David and Israel. We'll be back here next week. We're going to try and see if we can't get all five guys on this thing at once uh, with Brother Fern and Brother Fake joining us. And, again, we're going to make some – some upgrades, so stay tuned for that. Hopefully, uh, you know, the sound quality will be bumped up a little bit. We'll have some little bells and whistles for you guys and kind of make this sound a lot more, again, a lot more professional than what we really are. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We will see you next week. Thank you, gentlemen, and good night. Thank you. Uh,